0: Mm. Mm-hmm. you. faith and fable a pastoral podcast where we discuss common and often controversial topics from a biblical perspective i'm lena i'm matt henry i'm matt Miller.
1: and i'm mark all right guys we're at it again grab your friends grab your neighbors grab your worst enemies
0: (laughs) grab your adversary we're we're
1: we're pulling it all together and talking about satan (laughs) okay so so so, (laughs) so just take it over matt just run go
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so we are we are uh, we're finishing Satan today um, so to to sum it up uh, what we've taught it is best to simply say that he exists uh, he is alive and well he is present and constantly working uh, he is evil and we are not to discount him uh, his primary work is that of deception and twisting of truth uh, he seeks to disrupt the unity of of believers and their faith. He loves to accuse, he loves to seek to divert the gospel in every way possible. Pretty much he's a bad dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, we're going to we're going to finish this out today and talk about his powers and limitations.
1: Yeah, so let's start with his powers. Um first of all, in the angelic or spiritual realm, um you have things like in Matthew 12:24 where it says that he's called the ruler of demons. So, he rules um while in Matthew 25:41, it talks about demons being his demons. And so again, you have this idea that he has this, uh, this level of authority over this whole realm. Um, in Matthew 12:24 also it says, actually I think it's 12:26. Uh, he is said to have a kingdom, which is defined by this age, so he is uh, his kingdom is this age that we live within, um, and then there's that really fascinating passage in Jude. Jude's filled with these, um, in Jude one nine, where we read about how he fought and argued with Michael the archangel over the body of Moses, and you're like, whoa, 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 uh, back up! I'd like to know more, but but what we know is that Michael has a sort of respect for him, um, and that there is a spiritual angelic battle that. Goes on that right. we don't even know about. Yeah. Um, uh, in the
2: in the physical realm, he's active as well. So that's spiritual, but in the physical, he's active. In fact, it's likely that he's behind, um, for instance, the miraculous actions of various people. Um, b- biblical examples of this would be like, for instance, the Egyptian magicians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the purpose is to deceive uh, into false worship, which is exactly what was happening right. in that text. Yeah. Um, in Job one and two, um, we get another glimpse into him. Uh, in one chapter, one and verse sixteen, it was through Satan that fire came from heaven and devoured Job's servants and animals. Uh, what's interesting about that is actually that it's said to have been the fire of God. Yeah. Um, so it's how that interplay works. Yeah. Not quite certain, but it's interesting. Um,
1: well, in, the writer of Job just understood that because we'll get into this, but that he actually had to ask permission. And so because of that, he saw that this is actually of God himself, even though it was through ultimately, yeah, the primary means of Satan. Yeah. Um, so that was in verse 16 in
2: verse 19. Then he brings his great wind to kill the household of Job. It's, it's attributed to the work of Satan in two, four, he is arguing with God about Job. Um, and as you said, he's getting permission to harm him. Um, through afflictions of sickness and suffering. Um, and so he's, he's behind those kinds of things in the physical world. Uh, in Luke 13, 11, we also see sickness that is attributed to a demon while in Luke 13, six, a woman there has been bound up by Satan through sickness for 18 years.
1: Yeah. We okay. don't, we're not given an understanding of how, the, how they know that. Right. But since it's Jesus. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but what what is interesting is he can't harm the soul, um, and that's very important. Jesus reminds us, of course, do not fear those who can harm the body, but rather the one who can both destroy body and soul.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so the implication there is only God has access to the soul and can control. Which that.
1: is very comforting when you're yeah. facing dire circumstances. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and then in Revelation two verse ten. John warns the church that some will be cast into prison, and then he qualifies it by Satan. Um, Mm -hmm. And so
1: they're to remain faithful regardless of what happens to them. So he's active in the physical realm as well as the spiritual. Correct. Uh, and then you come into specifically the realm of our hearts, the hearts of humans. And so you have examples like in the parable of the soils in Matthew 13, it says that Satan is the one who snatches the gospel from the hardened mind so that they won't believe. Um, that's a fascinating idea. He can go into the mind and mm. remove, if you will, um, in Luke 22.3, it says that Satan entered into Judas, and uh, the rest is history, as mm-hmm. they say. Um, in Acts 5.3, Peter has no problem saying, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And then Ananias dies. Um, and then there's, I always think of this as a very frightening one. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, it says that he is blinding the minds of people to not believe the gospel. So, they're already blinded, and then in some way, he blinds like them. of this double, double blindness. Yeah. Um, there's just no chance for them um, apart from God's gracious intervention. Yeah. So he's actively then working in the hearts of humans.
2: Yeah. Uh, he's also uh, actively at work in government and the social realm as well. Uh, in Matthew chapter 4, remember Jesus uh, was offered authority over all the kingdoms by Satan um and what's fascinating is nowhere does Jesus debate with him or disagree with him on that it's point. It's like you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not he's not disagreeing.
1: Well, that's cuz again, he is the god of this age, this age and right. and this is his kingdom and so it's like these are mine to give you. Yeah. Um
2: more importantly in John 12:31, he is called the ruler of the world of this world. Um you know, of course we don't believe that. No. Uh, but that's what he is called. Jesus rebukes the religious leaders of his day in John eight forty four by telling them that their father is the devil. Um, and then, as we mentioned, 1 John 5, 19, the whole dis- world is curled up nicely and comfortably in the lap of the evil one.
1: But again, I don't think we believe it. And so we keep thinking that there's some aspect of this world system that's not affected and under his control. And that's why we keep trying to make this age our home as yeah. Christians. It's just, it's so fascinating too, right now to just watch the,
2: the, the political culture yes. and, you know, there, there's Christians on both sides of everything, but it's just like, do you really think anything here's neutral? Yeah. You know, the, the amount of visceral words that have been coming forth as a result of this stuff. I'm like, do you read your Bible?
1: <laughs> well, and, and again, he, he's the God of this age and, and the ruler of this world, and yet somehow we don't think that he's in here just twisting this nation up right. and into all what it is. Well, then he's also involved in the church, Um so in the last days, uh, Paul tells Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, 1, that many will fall away and begin to follow the doctrines of demons and deceitful spirits, which gets into that bigger issue that he's always in the business of lies, uh, false doctrine. But in the church, wherever you see false teaching and deceitful teaching— you see the work of Satan. Um, and then again, in Revelation 2 9, it speaks of those who would claim to be Christians, but who really belong to the synagogue of Satan. Um, so there's no, uh, you could get into like the par- parable of the tear and wheat as well. Within the church, Satan is at work and he's doing it through deception and false teaching, right. which blows me away every time people then joke about some of these teachers that are supposedly so awesome that are just filled with filth.
2: Right. Um, so in light of that, let us give three cautions on this stuff. Uh, number one, don't associate everything evil as somehow being a direct result of Satan. Uh, you know, he, he's not hiding behind every bush. Um, we are sinners and sin is the power of this age. Um, Plus, in and through all things, God is very present, and that's important to remember. That
1: you know, He's yeah, yeah God is still there. It's not yeah. like He's like, well, I'm not here. Um, a second thing, though, is don't develop the attitude of saying that the devil made me do it and blaming everything on. Well, this is just because of Satan. Uh, James makes it very clear in chapter 1, verse 13, that when we are tempted, it's not because of Satan, but because of our own sinful hearts. Uh, and so when you try to blame your actions on Satan, you're really actually buying into Satan's deception um, of your own need for Christ and to walk in a holy manner by putting to death your sin in a, in a daily manner. So by when you do it, you've actually fallen into his trap Um which is a shame. And then finally, don't be a fool and think there's no satanic manifestation right. whatsoever. Um, that's just the height of folly. Yeah. So talk about some limitations. Yeah. Second,
2: uh, his limitations then uh, most importantly, he, and this is clear from the scriptures, he is accountable to God. Oh yeah. There's, there's not a dualism here, as we've been saying, um, Job one and two makes that abundantly clear uh, past. I mean, he's getting permission from God, um, passages like Matthew 25, 41 show the great ease in which Jesus will judge
1: Satan and the demons. Yeah. At the end, he just says, you go over here, you go over here, right. and this is where you go. Yeah. Um, Along with that, uh, you, you yeah. also have um, him being restricted by God. Again, Job is a very important book for this whole uh, point. Um, he, he He tells him, You can do these things, but don't touch Job. And then when he says, well, okay, but if you let me touch him, then he'd curse you. And he's like, okay, you can touch him, but you can't kill him. Um, God is the one setting, the the parameters. So whatever's assaulting you, it's still defined by God. Right. In Matthew 4, 1, it tells us that uh, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness for the express purpose to be tempted by Satan. So when people say, well, God wouldn't do that, it's like, well, he did it to Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And for us, it's good also to notice um, Luke 22, 31, where it says that Simon, Simon, Behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you. And then it's neat because that—that is as a re, as a result of my prayer, your faith may not fail, and you, when once uh, once you have turned again, strengthen yeah. your brothers. But it's good that our Father has given us a faithful high priest who intercedes for us, um, and that. And, that even as Satan is doing his stuff, we have Christ who is our advocate. Yeah, what's interesting about that, just the, by the way,
2: uh, when he he demands permission to sift him like wheat, Jesus says, "I prayed for you," um, but he prays that his faith may not fail. He doesn't pray that he be delivered or removed or right. protected. Or you know, it's you're still going. You're gonna be sifted in some sense, uh, but you'll be your faith will be protected in
1: that trial somehow if christians can come to grips with that that that's just normative yeah you have to go through it whatever it is Mm -hmm. yeah because we're constantly trying to figure out the way around and it's like yeah it's you're not gonna do that
2: right um also he is not satan is not god and therefore he doesn't possess specific attributes that belong to god alone um and this is important yeah i mean for this first one um You know satan's not omnipresent people think he's just always there always watching he's behind every you know he's not he's not omnipresent so we find the in the bible him being described as wandering throughout the earth um seeking to do his evil uh you know job one seven and the lord said to satan from where do you come then satan answered and said from roaming about on the earth and walking around on it um,
1: clearly he's limited to any specific location, right.
2: now he's in heaven, yeah, before he was on earth, yeah, and a part of earth he's roaming it, you know yeah. so
1: and when he was in heaven, he wasn't on earth, right, yeah, <laughs>
2: um first peter five eight be of sober spirit, be on alert, those commands from Peter
1: why your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. All right. So, he's not omnipresent, but he's also not omnipotent. So, don't assign him greater power than yes. Right. He's, he's, as you said, one bad dude, but he still is a creature. Uh, so, in Jude 1.9, um, in that passage where he's arguing and fighting with Michael over the body of Moses, um, he lost. <laughs> and that was just with just an archangel. But, you know, he couldn't win the fight. Um, And we're not even talking about a fight against God. And then in Revelation 12, verses 7 through 9, it says um, this. It says, and there was a war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with a dragon. And the dragon and his angels waged war, and they were not strong enough. And there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. And the great dra- great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who was called the devil, and Satan, who deceives the whole world. And he was thrown down to the earth. His angels were thrown down with him. So again, when when it came right down to it with that that great battle in heaven against the angelic powers, again, God has not entered into the fray. That When that is, there is not even a tussle. Um, they're not powerful enough. So yeah. keep in mind, he's just, he's not Omnipresent and he's not omnipotent. Yeah, and then also he's not omniscient.
2: Right. Um. So you 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 find him though in the scriptures acting as if he can actually win the battle against yeah. God. R- Revelation cracks me up. It's like at what point do you read it as the devil and realize? I mean, you're, you're going to lose real quick. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's not even a, there's not even a battle there. It's just done. Right.
1: <laughs> uh, um, well, I, and and he goes and tempts Christ. Yeah. And, and it's, and he's sincerely trying to get him to stumble. It's like, you know, he's the son of God. <laughs> yeah. He's in the flesh.
2: So maybe <laughs> here's our chance. Yeah. Um, and, uh, in fact, in Job, it seems that he was, he was convinced that if he could screw with Job enough, that Job might actually then right. like somehow curse
1: God. Right. So again, he, he doesn't know everything. Um, he is also, uh able to be resisted. Uh, Lena, do you want to uh, read uh, Ephesians six ten through 13?
0: Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm.
1: So, it's clear. He's like, do this so that you can resist him in that day of evil. Um, In uh, James 4, 7, he says, Submit, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and the promise is given. He will flee from you. Now, there's an order here. It's not just resist the devil. You first submit yourself to God. And, in, and the opposite of that would therefore then become the resisting of Satan, and he will flee. But the expectation is, as those things are being done, Satan cannot stand with you. And then, Elena, can you do 1 Peter five eight?
0: Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in all the world.
1: All right. So, again, be very sober-minded. This is not silliness. This is a serious battle we're involved in. Um, But resist them. Stand. But it's going to be resisting by being firm in your faith, knowing what you believe, knowing what is true, knowing who God is. Um, And also that you're not alone, that if you are suffering through satanic oppression of some type, Hundreds, if not thousands, of brothers and sisters are suffering too. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a common experience, and so, yeah. so understand that through it, though, on the other end is is life eternal, yeah. and so it's worth it. It's interesting,
2: though that that's how you resist him. Yeah, is is knowing yeah something, namely that others are suffering. Um, again, you're not chanting and doing the stronghold. Oh, no.
1: Cries and whatever so so we're we're going to bring it to a close by then saying how how ought you to think about Satan as a christian what what should a Christian yeah
2: well, first, you don't under as we said underestimate him or his powers again jude one eight nine um you know if, if Michael's not willing to pronounce a railing judgment or some kind of curse on the devil um, then then how should we act yeah. a- again, you know the popular demon exorcists and people who are trying to battle Satan with their words and songs and it's just like not even archangels are because he's got power um you know don't so don't underestimate him in I
1: hosted a prayer service once at our church at five in the morning P- people from around the city came we had this lady with a flag I never even heard of this and and she walked around waving this flag around the sanctuary, over and over again, chanting, thank you, Jesus. And then she would all of a sudden, I rebuke you, I rebuke you, Satan! be gone from this mess!" I'm just like, what is, yeah, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So don't underestimate him, right? Right. Um, You're you're not there to be cursing him and treating him in that way. But you also don't want to overestimate him. Um, Again, Remember that the vast majority of the sin that you're struggling with is not a source the source is not coming from Satan's temptations. It's coming from your own sinful desires. Um, and so James 1:13 and 14 is is key. It the reason you sin and being tempted is because your own desires have it. At the best, all Satan can do is bring things that your sin desires.
2: Yeah. Provision
1: Uh, for the flesh. Right, right, which is why Paul then says, make no provision for the flesh. Uh, Also remember the glorious promise in Romans 8, that nothing, and that includes the fullness of Satan's kingdom, can separate us from the love of God that, uh, or, yeah, the love of God that's found in Christ Jesus. You can't be separated. So, um, don't overestimate that he's just going to overwhelm you. He can't. Right. Nothing can separate you. He can be resisted. Yes.
2: Uh, we'd also say don't give him too large of a place in, in your thought or in your conversations or invite his attention by your attitude. Um, you know, like we, as we talked about in some of those previous episodes with like the division and the bitterness and the things that can Mm -hmm. happen even within the church that gives him a foothold. Um, Remember ephesians six ten um, is almost exclusively
1: defensive, um, except for the Word of God, which is your only offensive weapon. Right. Everything else is defensive. yeah, yeah. so and, don't don't give him a lot of thought. Yeah, yeah. and and yet, at the same time be on guard for his attacks, but know what those attacks are. So Lanak, you want to read one of them from ephesians four twenty six?
0: Be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity.
1: So an angry person is just giving all kinds of opportunity for Satan. Deal with your anger in a biblical manner. There's times that you it should be anger, but you don't let it stay um, or you open it up for Satan. Uh, 1 Peter 5.8, how about reading that one?
0: Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary the devil prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour.
1: Okay, so... He's looking to devour you, so be sober in your in, in your thinking. Be serious minded. Uh, the person always playing around, joking, and looking for fun is just set, setting himself up uh, for hardship. But a person who is careful in their thinking uh, looks at this world with a sense of distrust, understanding the power of Satan. You're just not going to get tripped up that often,
2: right? Um, and then remember that God actually uses Satan for His own purposes. Uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 7. Uh, and because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, to keep me from exalting myself. And so, obviously, like there, God is using Satan as a means of sanctification for Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and to keep him persevering
1: until he gets to heaven. And my theology professor uh, would describe him as just a vicious junkyard dog, but he's kept on a leash. So he's got a purpose, but he's vicious. Just understand what he is. Another one would be be aware of God's provision of defenses. So the first is uh, the finished work of Christ. In John 12, 31, he says, Now judgment is upon this world. Now the ruler of this world shall be cast out. Or in the Revelation 12, 11, you want to read that one?
0: And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even to death.
1: All right. So the, the fact of, of, the, of, of the matter is that Christ has purchased your freedom from all of this. And so remember that and that, Satan loses and Jesus wins.
2: Yeah. Um, And then uh, also in the intercessory work of Christ. Which is huge. Yeah. So Jesus prays that high priestly prayers, it's called in John 17. uh, And he says there in 17 and verse 15, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. Um, So they're going to stay here (laughs) because they have work to do. But as they do that, protect them from... Yeah. The evil, and this is what he prayed
1: right before he went to the cross for this all. This is actually what we pray constantly for our children, especially as they started to go out into the public world. You know, they've got their first job, and and now we know that there's going to be all those influences that are not mm-hmm. us. Sure, yeah. This was our prayer.
2: Yeah, and then uh, Luke twenty two thirty two. 32, But I have prayed for you, this is Jesus, I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail, uh, and you, once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. So, that there he is, again, intercessing for them to be protected.
1: Interceding, you mean? Not intercessing. Well, it's a present tense. <laughs> <Particle>. <laughs> Anyhow, um, then there's warnings about his tactics. Um, so, in 2 Corinthians 2.11, Paul says, in order that no advantage be taken of us by Satan, for we're not ignorant of his schemes. So, uh, And we've done this in the previous episodes, is that we've dealt with what those schemes are. But he's got plans, and they're very simple to see if you're looking for them. Uh, Ephesians 6.11, put on the full armor of God so that you may stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Again, we're not ignorant. Um, If you're ignorant, it just simply means you're not reading your Bible and thinking. Yeah. So that's Satan. That's
2: Satan. Next time, uh, so we've done angels, we've done Satan, next time demons. Yep. Um, so until then, make sure to tune in, join the conversation, let us know what you think. Don't forget to like, share, comment, rate, and review, and tell all your friends. <music>